Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DestroProds.com video games podcast. As always, I'm dead. Joining today, we have Alex. And that's all you get. Yup. Caveman Force is going to be joining us because he is busy fucking he, writing a book or being married or something. He's in his cave. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go with that. But we're still here, and so is a motorcycle gang, apparently, because they keep fucking driving up my goddamn window. Oh, those Canadian motorcycle gangs. It's almost 10 o'clock. Well, that's in the time the, that the at, gang... At the end of November. Well, that's when the gangs make their move. It'll be least expected. <laughs> yeah, just a snowplow goes through, then all of a sudden just... I guess, what did Canadian motorcycle gangs do? Like They raise money for charity. Oh, really? That's it? That's yeah, not actually, very motorcycle gang-like. No, like I when I was a fucking kid, like my high school, um, fucking like, did does they have the thing in America where they have like mandatory, um, high school, uh, fucking like volunteer hours? I think in some of them, but not at mine. Okay, well, at mine, at mine they did, where I had to do minimum forty hours of community service and volunteer stuff. So I did ten hours of um of a fucking cleaning library bookshelves. And then I did three hours of volunteering and like helping helping do a like fucking motorcycle like derby thing for fucking volunteer work. Did three hours of that, and then they wrote it off as thirty. Well, that was easy enough because the biker gangs around here are fucking cool. Also, all of it is dads. Really? Yeah, just a bunch of like big fucking like pot belly dads in fucking vests. No bandanas? A couple bandanas, a lot of khakis. Ah, yes, khakis. Yeah, the universal symbol of dad. Don't don't think we have any motorcycle gangs up here. I mean, we do like down where there's big long highways to ride on. Although actually there was, I think there was like a motorcycle gang funeral or something because like a hearse drove by and then like 40 bikers followed it. Yeah, that sounds like a... Yeah, it sounds like a funeral. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I guess like one of their bikers died. I didn't know we had a bike gang in town. They're awfully quiet otherwise. Yeah, who knows? <sighs> anyway. Yeah, sorry if the mixing on this sounds weird. At the beginning. Um if you if you missed last if you missed like podcast um, last time, uh is that I am doing anything where I'm just, we're just like trying to get these podcasts up quicker for you guys. So the first thing that goes up is the master mix that I have, which I try to mix as best I can, but I don't have like, I don't have that much control over it outside of like just going in, like fucking going through everybody's things individually and like saying, like at the show, like, all right, dude, I need to do like a five minute sound check so I can make sure your levels are okay. I do it as best I can, but yeah, just this is, yeah. That's why you're the boss. Yep. That's why you're really quiet. I am? Oh, I'm yes. how's this? Is that better? Um, just give me like a 10 count. 
One, two. Really quiet. Three, four, five. <laughs> Fuck it. These are, these are the things I do behind the scenes. Just lots of ten counts. But enough about that. We're going to talk about fucking video games. And not that long because we cannot have a super long show because we're recording super late at night. Well, yep. kind of late at night because I am an idiot who did not realize what time it was when I went to go thaw out some fucking ground beef to make hamburger helper for dinner. Is that better? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I just got one thing to fucking talk about. I'll just bang that out real quick. And what is that? The is Binding of Isaac. Because we talked birth. about biker gangs. No, it's The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. This is what the, is that about? This is the second to most recent update for The Binding of Isaac. Which, for those who don't know, was a game that was initially just kind of made by um, Edmund McMillan from Team Meat. And another guy. And it was about it was about this kid named Isaac, whose mom gets a message from God to kill him, so he dives into his basement to go fucking save himself. And it turns into this weird fucking like roguelike that's like a cross between Smash TV and original Legend of Zelda. Uh, I just when you said the title, I pictured like just a guy named Isaac walking around with like all tied up, nope. hopping. Nope, you are a small around. naked child running around in the depths oh. of your basement, fighting off all kinds of horrible demons and shit. Why are there demons in the basement? Because fuck it. Like, like a lot of the enemies are, a lot of enemies are weird. Like, some of them are poop. Like, literally. Some of them are corny poop. Uh, some of them are, like, fucking weird, weird, like, ground beef monsters that, like, when you, well, you have to kill them twice. Like, you kill them once, and then they just fall into a pile of ground beef, and then you have to fucking destroy the ground beef in order to kill them permanently, or they come back. Is that why you had a, a hankering for Hamburger Helper? Well, that and ground beef was on sale, and so was Hamburger Helper. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got... It was uh, three pounds of lean ground beef for $10. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll take it. You, you didn't have to sell your Vita for that this time. No. I had to ask my mom for money. Oh. I don't make a lot of money up here. Well, um, but you, the focus home could have out with that by going to patreon.com slash death store prods. Again, that's patreon.com slash death store prods. We got a new link now. See, ya. Yay. give, give dead money. So yeah, give me money so I can yeah. eventually give these guys money. Eventually, maybe the end of the goal of the Patreon is for me to pay you. Really? Yeah. I want to be able to fucking pay you guys for the work you do for me. I can't right now because I'm just fucking barely affording to keep the lights on in this fucking place. But yeah, end end of the day, I want to turn this into a real business where I can consider you guys like, hey, this is a job for you. I can say, hey, this is a job instead of you know, hey, I just talk. Yeah, like, hey, I just fucking sit on some Canadian guy's fucking Discord server and just bitch about video games. You guys, want to play Super Robot Wars. But anyway, yeah, so. Binding of Isaac, that was released, like, years and years ago. Uh, after that, they released Rebirth, which was this big fucking re-release thing where they did an overhaul of the graphics. They fucking 
added a bunch of new enemies, added a bunch of new um, items and shit. And then shortly after that, they released Afterbirth, which was an expansion pack for Rebirth. And then, and then I believe earlier this year they released Afterbirth Plus, which is a fully separate uh, purchase thing, which has even more even more stuff in it. I was gonna say that sounds like the HD remaster or something. Yeah, the Afterbirth Plus is is everything from Rebirth and Afterbirth, as well as a whole bunch of new shit. And Afterbirth Plus is currently is I believe it was released. I believe it was like Afterbirth Plus was kind of like Afterbirth Plus was the first thing that was the first Binding of Isaac release on the Switch. What company makes this again? Uh, it's not really a company. Uh, well. It didn't start out as a company. So the first game, original game, was made by Edmund McMillan. He was, like I said, he was one half of Team Meat. Uh, yeah, they released it back in 2011. Uh, he developed it with um, Florian Himsel, a designer. Uh, then, then Nicholas, Nicholas, Nicholas. That fucking developer. That guy. Well, now it's a it's a business. It's a publisher and developer. That that publisher over there. Yeah. So they released. They did a full up fucking remake of the game, ground up from or like you know, like I said, the updated graphics and stuff. And yeah, from there it has been uh, Nicholas. So yeah. So so, how is this game where you go around? in your basement as a small child fighting pieces of poop with corn in it. It's fun. It's a, it's a lot of fucking fun. I basically have using this game as like, I'm not doing anything. I might as well play this for like a few fucking minutes where I just fucking sit down and just go through. I'm fucking terrible at it. Like when I, like when I first started playing it, like again for realsies, my win streak was at negative 287. Can't beat those corny guys, huh? No, like, like I, I get to one of the, I get to like a fucking boss or something, and I just get fucking destroyed. Oh God, what's the boss? I'm, I'm afraid to ask. Uh, there are multiple bosses. There is a worm. There oh, no. is a big fucking head. Oh, that's just, not too bad. There is the devil. Nah. There are there are actually multiple forms of the devil. There is Krampus. Uh, there is, there is your mother's heart. There is your mother's heart that's been infected by some weird fetus baby. There's you as an angel. And so you have to kill yourself. Uh, there is, I hope the neighbors aren't listening right now. This is going to sound very weird and out of context. Yeah, there are straight up angels, just full on angels. Uh, and yeah, there are like multiple various forms of worm. Like there, like there's one worm that like fucking jump, like goes underground and like comes back up. There's one that does that, but after you get rid of that first life bar, it then turns into a skeleton version of that guy. There's one that you can only shoot in the butthole. There's like a maggot worm that like goes that's, around. That's the best. Uh, that's the best weak spot. Yeah, there's like a maggot worm that goes around that that like fucking will charge at you and give birth to other maggots. There's a version of that thing that gets smaller as you get as you do more damage to it. There's a version of that that has armor on it except for its butthole. 
I mean, yeah, this game it seems legit. This game is fucked. This game is this game is a very like cartoony, very like exaggerated uh, pixel art style to it. So like, it does kind of like it does kind of like undercut what's happening in it. But the game is very fucked. Like, yeah, what, I kind of gathered that from the dead fetus baby mother hearts. Yeah, like there are multiple endings to this game, and like half the endings is Isaac killing himself. I mean, I I, I think about that too. If, if I ran into these things in my basement, yeah, like like what he'll do is he will like go in, he'll like go into the base, like after after you beat as you beat mom, uh, you get like a chest. You open up the chest, and then he reaches inside, and it's like, "Hey, it's a fork or something." And then he's and he, and he show then he shows him like fucking on the ground next to an electrical socket with his body fucking charred and smoking and shit. You're like, "Hey, I got a noose," and then cut to him hanging himself. Or there's one where he is just opens it up. To, is, is, is this supposed to represent something, or is this just yeah, like kinda. let's see what kind of let's see what disturbing things we can put into this one? No, nah, there, there there is there is like a point to it. Like the Binding of Isaac is a biblical reference. And there's all kinds of shit like that in this. Like this is a very, this is a very dense game with a lot of fucking implications as to what's happening behind it. Like, like one of the endings. I don't remember is, the part in the Bible where they fought pieces of poop corn and like, electrocuted there's one, themselves. There's one fucking part in this I'll have game. To brush up on that. There's one fucking part in this game where you, or like the one ending in this game where you open the chest and you find your own dead body inside it. Of course. Yeah, and then, and then it unlocks a new character who is. Who is just called question mark question mark question mark? And what do they look like? Uh, they are a completely blue version of Isaac with giant X's instead of eyes. Okay, so it's dead Isaac. Yes, I've been spending most of my time playing as Azazel, the demon. Yeah, you know, like every 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 uh, new guy that you get, they get some new special ability. Or some new, like, they get a new starting item, basically. And they have different stats. Like, basic Isaac starts out with three red hearts for health. Um, and starts out with no money, one bomb, and zero keys. And as you go through, you get money, which can be used to, like, buy items and stuff. Or you can use it, to, or you can put it into, like, the donation greed box that does other stuff that I'll get into in a bit. But yeah, and then you got somebody like fucking Samson. Who only has like who only has two hearts or something, but he has higher attack, and when he gets hit, he gets rage, which gives him a damage bonus. With Azazel, he has zero red hearts and three black hearts. So yeah, if you any heart that is not a red heart can't be re can't be regained by picking up hearts. So basically, my health is zero. But when playing as Azazel, can he get more black hearts? Uh, yeah, you, you you sometimes find them. They'll like generate in like devil rooms, or you can get items that will give you back a devil. There are gonna be items that will get you back a black heart. And the black hearts are actually cool because when when one of those black hearts is fully used up, like you take enough hits to get rid of a black heart, which is usually two hits, then it deals massive damage to any enemy in the room, almost essentially insta killing every essentially insta killing everything in the room. Then there are blue hearts that are just work as like armor, basically. Uh, there are white hearts, which if you get two halves of a white heart, you just get a you get a new heart container. And if you take a white half to the next floor with you, then you get a new heart container. 
And yeah, so Azazel, uh, he has zero health. He has three black hearts. He can fly. So any stage hazards are essentially just gone, and the, the entire map, the entire like stage is opened up. So even if you're like walking across like a fucking, even if you go into a room and it's just like a fucking single stone bridge and blackness everywhere else, you can still move around the entire room. So just like Castlevania three, yeah. And then his uh, and then his attack is instead of just being regular tears because when you're playing as Isaac, you like it, like when I say Smash TV, I mean like you do like the four cardinal directions. And you move around this little arena shooting dudes. But instead of, you having, instead of having a gun, you have your own tears. What Azazel has is a charge shot that fires out a blood laser. Ugh. I really like playing as Azazel. He's a lot of fun. I think I'm out of comments for the weird weird things in this game. Yeah, yeah, it's a very is, weird is, game. Is, is, is that is that about it, or is there like something even extra more weird coming up? Uh, not super extra weird. Like like the main thing that I've noticed as a difference between like Binding of Isaac Rebirth and Binding of Isaac Afterbirth is they've added a bunch of new stuff that that uh, that like alters the size of you, as well as the size of enemies. Like before, there would be there'd be the occasional like red enemy who deals more damage to you than the standard enemy. Or something, but this time, but this time around, they're like fucking like like dark enemies and green enemies and fucking like weird olive enemies or something. Is there a big head mode? Uh, no. Ah, no. But what there is is greed mode. This is the other big thing. So greed mode is basically a kind of horde mode where you go into an area and there is a there are two special item rooms, a curse room, which is a room that you can go inside. And it will may, and it'll maybe give you an item, but take some of your health as you go in. And then a store. And so you just have this single little area, the single like wide, like long area, where there's a button in the center of it. You hit the button, and then every eight seconds it spawns a new wave of enemies. Like like three or four enemies. Usually the same type. And the counter just keeps going and going and going. Once you clear eight rounds of that. With every round spawning new enemies as well as money. Once you clear eight rounds of that, you're going to get a break. So you can like go into a store, purchase some fucking items or something, and then come back out to do the last two rounds, which are boss rounds, where you fight boss monsters. And then there's a special 11th round where you fight like some fucking special version of a boss. You do all that, you earn all that money, you, you then you can then move on to the next room, which is just more of the same, but with harder enemies and stuff, before you get to the final boss, where you fight Super Greed, which is a giant head that spews out money that explodes. Yeah, that's about what I figured. Yeah. And I am currently working towards a thing where if I put 500 coins in like the donation box, I think I get to unlock a more advanced version of Greed mode. Which will have like more floors or something. I don't know. This game is really fucking cool. I really fucking enjoy it. Um, if you if you have like a, if it's, it's on like fucking Afterbirth Plus is on PS4 for like fucking twelve bucks I think. And if you haven't played it, but anything I've said anything I've said to sound interesting to you, then I sincerely recommend you go get this game. It is a fucking lot of fun, and. Yeah, like I like people fucking talk about like yeah, just like I sit down and fucking like I sit down and play a game. That's what this is to me. I just fucking sit down 
And I'm like, oh, I got fucking time. I'll bang out a couple fucking runs of Binding of Isaac. And then I die five times, and then I gave up. Before I come back an hour later. Which has happened. There have been multiple times where I like play for play for a bit, set it down, do something else for a very short amount of time, and then go right back into the Binding of Isaac. How long does it take to finish your playthrough? Uh, like half an hour. Wow, that's short. Yeah. And, like, that's me, like, going fast, too. Like, like there are, like, you, like, explore, like, well, actually, that's, that's me, like, not even, like, not even, like, going that, that's me not even really trying to go fast, because it's, like, every, like, every, every floor is randomly generated. It is a procedurally generated thing where every floor has new items, new enemies, new room layouts, new room locations and stuff. But, you know, it's the same kind of pre- prefab element that you see in a lot of, like, pre- in a lot of, like, randomly generated rooms like this. And every floor has at least one store where you can just where you use a key to go in and, like, buy items or donate to the greed box or something. Uh, they have an arcade, which is, which has, like, slot machines and, like, the, sh- like the shell game where you, like, give a fucking small dude, small dude, like, a coin and then that guy, like, puts underneath one of three skulls and the shell game. They have like a treasure room where you can go in and get a power up or a new special item or something that gives you more health or gives you more damage or moves your speed up or something. And then it has the boss room. Sometimes two. But you could like fairly easily speed run this game in like a couple minutes by just fucking doing as ba- doing the best you can to go find that fucking boss room and then just immediately diving inside. But I I try not to do that unless unless it is a unless it is an amnesia floor. Where yeah, there's curses where like they will have randomly will have random challenges or something where like oh curse the maze where every couple rooms it will just randomly jump into a different room or like uh, curse of the unknown where you don't know what your health is or curse of the blind where all the like item pickups you get are just question marks or curse of the fucking or curse of the lost where you just, where you just don't have a map. game's a lot of fun and this game is like one of the few games i try to get kind of deep into like i actually spend time on the fucking wiki like looking at item descriptions and like fucking drop rates and shit which is something i never really do i don't really like i don't like getting into like the weird nitty-gritty number shit about video games like fucking injustice 2 which i've been playing a bit of but i've already talked about that at some length on previous on previous podcasts like, that game has, like, fucking, like, frame counts and, like, all kinds of other weird shit about fighting games. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. I don't give a fuck, dude. I probably so never will give a fuck. You're not, you're not, you're not going to master how to, how to reverse cancel triple frame. Yeah, I don't give, I don't really, like, third care. Third mood to, to. Yeah, I don't uh, care how long the invincibility frames last while I'm on the ground after failing a super. Yeah, because, you know, that's the best, the only, the only way to win competitively. Oh, yeah, totally. And I'm super into the fucking, like. I actually did. I actually did almost sign up for an ESL fucking one-on-one injustice tournament. You probably wouldn't have lasted very long if you don't pay attention to all those. Oh no! One round, I would have been pointless. Out. But things, yeah. But like, I didn't end up signing up for it because the first thing I had to do was link my ESL account to my PSN account, and I was like, "Well, fuck this." Yeah. But fucking PlayStation Network will keep sending me those updates like, hey, buddy, we got a tournament you might be interested in. If you want to join up, maybe win some money. 
Nope. I'm like, fuck you, dude. I'm going to go play the multiverse and fail to be able to counter properly with Black Canary. Because Black Canary is a counter character. Yes. And I main her. Oh, yeah. Just other than that, playing some Billy Bunch of Injustice 2, I got Black Canary to level 20, which is level cap. And I also realized that if I want all the DLC characters, I will have to essentially buy the game again because it is yeah, about 60 they, that's bucks. That's how they get you. Yep, you can get the Ultimate Edition, which gives you all nine, which gives you nine of these characters from the season pass, as well as as well as like actually that's it. It'll just give you the fucking season. It'll just give you the fucking fighter packs. Then I then I want Dark Side. I had to buy him separately for another fucking eight bucks on top of the fucking fifty five bucks. Give them your money. Yeah, but I'm kind of tempted to because like I like because like some of their fucking D- DLC characters are actually kind of interesting. Like Hellboy or the Atom or all of the Ninja Turtles is one character. Yeah, that uh, that sounds fair. Yeah. So what do you switch on and off depending on what you're doing? I have no fucking idea. They haven't released them yet. Oh. Yeah, they just announced them with the Atom and Enchantress as part of Fighter Pack 3. Also coming, Hellboy. You know Hellboy, that classic DC Comics character? No, I only know from from the movie. <laughs> the joke is that he's actually from Dark Horse. Not DC. Uh, uh, DC, Marvel, those are the only ones people care about. That's the only one people who don't read comics care about. Yeah. People who read comics don't give a fuck about DC or Marvel. Like, fucking Dark Horse is putting out, like, fucking, like, a couple Jeff Lemire books. So is Image. And Dark Horse also has all of the fucking Mike Bignola Hellboy stuff. And then Image is just fucking killing it by putting out, like, fucking a lot of really interesting creator-owned series. IDW has some good shit, too. And Animosity and fucking Aftershock Comics is on the come-up. We should, like, Baby Teeth and fucking Animosity and fucking Alters. Even I don't know what this stuff is now. Like yeah, I know. You've gone, you've you've gone far into hardcore comic comic territory there. I host a comics podcast, in case you didn't know. Yeah, that's why I'm not on the comics podcast. You gotta be like, yeah, I heard, I, I read, I think I read a Batman book once. I don't know. No, I mean, I've I've read DC, Marvel, and some non DC and Marvel comics, but like, not to the level that you're talking about here. Well, Aftershock is a fairly new publisher. Oh, okay. That's why I haven't heard of them. They've only been out for the last couple of years. In the time, yeah, they're putting oh, out some fair. really good stuff. And Boom's doing pretty all right, too. Just put out the latest in the fucking James Tinney and the Fourth weird trilogy of books involving fucking genetics and shit. The first book that he released in that trilogy was about a happy sloth that destroyed the world. A literal sloth, or just the guy who was sloth-like? A picture of a sloth. Oh, okay. Yeah, a JPEG image of a sloth destroyed the world. Did it do that by making them laugh? 
Uh, no, actually. It drove them in. It put them into a state of, like, fucking serenity and shit. Then it made them start screaming and attacking everybody. Then the, then once enough people started screaming, their screams started resonating, which gave more people the effect of looking at the image. And then they all turned into giant meat towers. Yeah, to you summon, had me there until the, the until the end, but that that's just improbable. I'm sorry. My 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 immersion is broken. Yeah, there was there was yeah, cosmetic, which you is had about me there two until the meat towers. And now we're on eugenic, which is about a doctor who saved the world from a horrible plague by and the side effect of it was that everybody gave birth to weird, horrible, fucked up lobster babies. Anyway. That's what I've been playing. Alex. Man, I I I don't think I could top that. Well There's you can try. No, uh, you know, well, well, I, I played Dragon's Dogma again <laughs> for for the, my third attempt. This time, I actually made some progress. Oh, good! I killed a few. I killed a few things. I killed the Hydra, not by getting up on its back, as I found out. That's actually not the best thing because it can eat you. <laughs> it can eat you, and then like you just kind of hang out in its mouth for like five minutes, not able to do anything while it kills your allies. And like, why can't I just? Like, why can't I, I stab to, like, it while in its w- face? I'm like, do I have to close the window and start it again? I I think I'm done. <laughs> but so no, I, like, just, I just had to wait there. So like when you go in, like when you go into its mouth, is it like you're instantly dead? Then you have to hang out in its mouth. No, I think there was I, there was like a a way to get out of it by tapping the button, but I failed to do that, and <laughs> then it just kind of closed, and then it's like. I just chilled. I mean, I don't know if I was supposed to do something to get out, but it was just like the head kept going back and forth, and I couldn't do anything. And then when it killed the two guys on the ground, finally, like the game was, I got a restart message. So I don't know, man. If 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 there was something I was supposed to do, I didn't do it. But I eventually killed it, you know, by not letting it eat you. Dragon's Dogma and is a I, game I really want to get into, but I am terrified to get into. Why is that? It just seems like from everything I've heard about it, like I, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of like open world games like that. If they give you a very clear direction to go, like like I like in, like in fucking like Far Cry or something, like Far Cry Three, like this huge problem like open world thing, and you can just go around and fucking do whatever. But no matter what you did, there was always like a reminder of hey, this is what your actual objective is, and I kind of need that in. These fucking like big open world sandbox kind of games. Oh yeah, there's an objective. It's like, hey, go to this. It's like go to go to this place, and then you go there, and you talk to some NPCs, and then the Hydra attacks. Oh, uh, but like this, se- this kill- seems like this seems like half the things that I really don't like about Dark Souls in a game. No, like, like, not then, really like scaling after- things properly, like not really explaining to you what is dangerous. You know, it didn't tell me how to fight the Hydra. In fact, the first—I told you—the first subquest I kept going on, like the things in there were killing me instantly. Even though it was like in the bottom of the well in the first town, and it was like the first side quest I found. But then I went on the road and actually started killing things regularly. So I guess I'm just not supposed to hit that for a while. So, yeah, exactly. Like I—is is that whole thing of like I guess I'm not supposed to do that? Like I—that I don't like. Might just be me. It's probably just me, but that's something I kind of don't like in games where we're just like, I know, right? 
It was like, hey, you're not supposed to do this yet, so fuck off. But instead, this game's like, you're not supposed to do this yet, but like, fuck you. Do what, do whatever you want. I don't, okay. I'm not your fucking boss. You could, yeah. It's like it's like the original Final Fantasy two, where like if you if you step into the wrong direction, you run into things that are forty levels higher than you. But the game doesn't actually tell you not to go there. Yeah, it's just like, hey, fuck you. Either it's just like asshole. this is like a, it's like am I on the right path? Well, it's a it's a thing that will kill me in one hit and takes no damage. Yeah, that's a nice way of telling me, game. Thanks. Yeah, and that's and that's why I never got very far in Final Fantasy two. <laughs> I never even played Final Fantasy 2. Well, you didn't play a lot of the Final Fantasy games. I did not. I think the only one I actually played was 10 2. Ugh. Figures. <laughs> that one. Oh, wait, no. I played different. I played another Final Fantasy game. I played Final Fantasy 13. I think that's the only one I didn't. Like, I, I tried. I tried several times to get into Final Fantasy 13, but I was just like, nope. Nope. Well, hey, man, you know what opens up after 20 hours? D- yeah. It's like, that's what, that's what my friend said. He's like, he's like you, you just have to get through, like, you know, 20 hours of cutscenes and, like... Yeah, you just have to get through a regular length video game. Or, like, 20 months. hours of cutscenes and 10 chapters of going, of going down a straight corridor. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, fuck you. <clears throat> yeah, I borrowed that game from a friend of mine who owned it. I got to the first combat encounter and gave it back to him. I was like, oh, God, this is fucking disgusting. Why, you, why would you play this? Why would you buy this? No, man, I think 10-2 is better than that. Yeah, 10-2 actually has things to do. It's just those things aren't great. Yeah, but then again, I, I was like, I, I, I keep thinking about getting the 10 and 10-2 remaster, but I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> do, 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 do I really want to commit another month of my life to this to these two games again because they take a really long time. Yeah, instead you got you're saving up that month to to uh, do it to a different JRPG or Super Robot Wars. Well, this is one I haven't played before. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I think about uh, you know, I'm like, do I really want to dodge lightning two hundred times again? Yeah. Or play the Kokobo mini game that I can only beat because my friend did it for me and he doesn't live in this town anymore. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, I could just spend another $100 and get Persona 5 again forever. Like, I, I, I have fucking four weeks to spend playing the game nonstop, right? Now that now the Ultimate Edition is out that has all the DLC in it. It's not even really an Ultimate Edition. It's just like, hey, it's the game with all the DLC. No, I think it's called the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, but I th- I'm pretty sure, like, it's just that's just something that, like, Atlas US made up. Yeah, probably. It's just but the like, game so is with, every like, ultimate with, like, a code for all the DLC. I mean, I don't know. I'm still waiting for the inevitable re release. Wait, but I well, guess they have to give it a year or two. I think the ultimate edition is the re release. No, 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 it's not the re No, because there's nothing new in it. Yeah, but like that's like like game game of the the year edition edition. is just game of the year edition is just fucking hey, this is the game with all the DLC that's been released so far. Here you go. But yeah, so the game is fucking $125. 
But hey, it does come with all of the costumes. All the costumes, all the personas. All in which the case Picaro. you'll start with a level ninety in which case you'll start with a level like ninety persona and then like, you know Dope. The game is over. Dope. You get um, yeah, you like you can start with a level ninety messiah and then you win. That'd be sick. Like there's not there's not even a point in playing. Like that'll that'll get you right to the final boss just by using its physical attack alone. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, and, and it wasn't nearly it wasn't nearly as good in Persona Three. Yeah, at least I don't think. I, I don't fucking know. Anyway. So so anyway. Oh yeah. So so Dragon's Dogma. I killed the Hydra. I did a quest where uh, you take the Hydra's head on a wagon to the next town, which conveniently points you into the direction of the next town. Hmm. I I was finally able to change my class from the basic class, which apparently I picked the worst one. I thought I figured I picked the the one with the daggers and the bow and arrow because I thought that would be like you know good to attack from range. Apparently, it's not. Yeah, why would a bow and arrow be good for range? I don't know. It's not like there's guns in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's just stupid. Come on, dude. Y'all know if you want to go range, you gotta get a fucking, like, pike or something. I don't think there's pikes in the game either. Well, fucking great. What are you gonna do then? So I, so I, cha- I changed my class to a wizard, to an, a, uh, a wizard archer, basically. Where you get a bow, but it's like, it's a magic bow that automatically homes in on stuff. Hmm. And then I immediately took the next quest, went down into a dungeon, and got lost because I'm looking for. I've been looking for a switch to open the next door, and I can't. I've been looking for like an hour, and I can't find it. Yeah. So now I I, I went from being defeated by a hydra to being defeated by a door. <laughs> I'm not very good at this game. Yeah, I gathered. Like, like I don't think any. I don't think most people are. Like, from what I've heard, it's just kind of like a lot of just, hey, here's how I fucked up this situation. And then you just go. Defeated by a door that you can't break open. Yeah, totally. Doors are the bane of any fantasy character. So, so I'm sure I'll, I'll be stuck on that for another three months or so. Yeah, it'll be great when you finally realize to climb on the back of the door, not the Hydra, but the door. Not the Hydra's back, the door's back. Yeah. But in the meantime, I took the advice of our... I took took the advice of our old friend, uh, Ziploc Bob. Gone, but not forgotten. And I played... Yeah, and I played, for the first time, a Fire Emblem game. Yes. I never played one of those either. Strategy RPG that doesn't have robots in it. (laughs) Finally, something different. Or or Final Fantasy Tactics. So I picked the mo- I picked the most recent one, which is Fates, which of course is the controversial one because of the uh, the decisions that, that they made with translation. The, tra- the translation isn't very isn't doesn't seem too bad really, but uh, I've never actually seen the original Japanese translation. But they removed the mini game, which. Uh, if if you've played the recent Pokemon games, and I don't think you have, nope. There's basically a mini game where like you pet you, you have to use the D, the 3ds touchscreen to pet them. Oh, the Nintendo which, pet uh, mode. Inc- yeah, which increases their happiness. 
Yeah, that's straight Nintendo Fates. And, uh, and Fire Emblem Fates, the Japanese version anyway, has a mode where you do that with people. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Just turn into Doki Doki Panic or something. You 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 call them to your, your chambers at your camp, and uh, you, you pet their face on the screen, apparently. Ugh. Oh, sorry. Not Doki so, Doki uh, Panic. The- I meant Galgun. Yeah. Yeah, so Galgun. A, a lot of people were apparently mad that they took that out, but uh, I personally find that kind of weird myself, so I... Yeah, it's fucking weird really... as hell. Again, 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 like, unless you want to... Like... This must be a Japanese thing. I mean, it is. Like, again, Galgun. Like, there is like there is a whole mechanic in that game. Like, for those that don't know, Galgun is a game where you play as a person who got super overpowered by a by a Cupid arrow and thus have everybody in the fucking world want to get on your dick. As you have to go through shooting them with ecstasy to try to, try to uh, find the person that you try to find the person that you are meant to fall in love with or you will just never be never find love ever. And one of the modes is like if you hit a girl just right, you'll go into this weird fucking mode where you just start touching them all over until you find the right spot you're supposed to touch them, then mash that spot until they just fucking orgasm. Yeah, that's uh, that's just like the Pokemon thing, and I guess this thing. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! What does a Pokemon's orgasm face look like? Well, no, they just kind of, they just like you know, little hearts pop up and they like make a happy face at you. Yeah, that's what the, that's what they want you to I think. I guess that's a Pokemon. I guess that's a Pokemon orgasm. I don't know. Yeah, you're just over there playing fucking I Red mean, Rocket with a fucking Raichu or something. But you but you have to find that 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 certain spot, even if it's like you know, down there, or even if it's like you know a, a Pokemon that is, that is just like a float a floating pair of keys. Yeah, you know, you gotta hit him, you gotta hit him like the right spot in the key ring. Yeah, pretty much. And they start jangling harder. Or if it's like uh, a ghost with one eye. Ugh. So, this is this so they, is they took terrible. Out, so they they took out that that they took out that mini game instead. Like you just well, and apparently the mini game was you'd have to like pet the ca- the guy's face or whatever until like the weak spots in the butthole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to find their sweet spot wherever it was and pet them until they, like, gave you a line of dialogue and you got bonding points with them, kind of like, you know, Persona. If they replaced the dialogue tree with a face-petting minigame. Yeah, just imagine if in Persona, like, you're fucking, like, trying to get on the teacher and you just fucking walk into class just like, poke, 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 and all of a sudden you're at level 10. Yeah, so instead they just give you the point right away. They remove the mini game, so you don't have to play the mini game. It's just like, hey, come into my room. Okay, point point given. Yeah, fade to black. Hearts around the hearts around the loading icon, and then hey, you have the point. Yes, no no face petting needed. Which is a shame. Yeah, well, uh, if you're a weirdo, I, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, also, if you heard that rustling just a second ago, open my window. It's fucking hot in here. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to miss that. <laughs> so anyway, getting away the controversial removal of the face petting minigame, Fire well, Emblem quote Fates. unquote controversial. Controversial. Well, people are really mad about that. I don't know well, why. Well, yeah, but like they're the weird ones. 
I mean, I guess I guess in this day and age, taking stuff out is not so great. But uh, you know, like it's not it's not that they took it out. I mean, it's not that they took it out. It's what they took out. Like if it was like a core mechanic that was like essential to how you play the game, that'd be one thing. But this is, but this is like, hey, you want to touch these characters? You want to poke the pretty That's lady true. until she says she likes you? I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not like they took out the extra point. They just like you can. Here you go. You don't have to play the game. You can just have it right away. Yes, but the game is what matters to them because they got off. They on made it, it easier. Like they had the styles in one hand and something else in the other, and they were just fucking going to town poking. Uh, you know they were. I'm sure they were. Like, this oh, isn't just yeah, for the female characters, by the way. Pardon? You know, it's, it's the guys too. Yeah, it's, totally. it's, not, it's not just a female. There even are women. if the guy is like, even if the but I mean, even if the guy is like, you know, the the fifty-five-year-old old retainer with like his grizzled gray beard, like that you can stroke. Yeah, totally. There, there is somebody for everyone. Well, I know that. But, you, just, you, know. you just get right up in there, and they're just like, oh, man, look at that fucking beard. They're just fucking, like, brushing the stylus through it as they do other things to themselves. I'm talking about masturbating. I know. Maybe they didn't. The folks at home. Maybe my I, fucking... I didn't think anything, anything more needed to be said on that matter. Well, I don't know then. Fuck it. All right. So anyway, how's Fire Emblem? About the game, and not and not just the face petting game that isn't even in the U.S. version. Jesus so, Christ, fucking! If creepy. you ever, if you ever, well, Fire Emblem was is a, a popular Nintendo franchise that was ignored over here. Yeah, for until like Smash over a decade until Smash Brothers put in Marth, and everyone was like, "Who the heck is this guy? And why has he not been in any games?" Because it turns out it was. I think the first one was released in like 1990, which was right when the the NES was being phased out, which is also why we didn't get Final Fantasy 2 and 3 in the US originally, because they were like, we want to push to Super Nintendo, not this old thing. Yeah, like get fucked, we're dude. We're not going to bother we're not going to bother translating it. So a lot of a lot of games got like put by the wayside cuz they were like, now we're just going to go right to the SNES, forget that. Yeah. So Fire Emblem was one of them. And then after that, they were like, well, since we didn't release the first game, I guess nobody's going to care about the other game, so we shouldn't release those either. Flawless Nintendo logic. Yes, and this went on and on and on until Smash Brothers Melee for the GameCube, when uh, they decided to put Marth in it, who is the protagonist from the first Fire Emblem game, and everyone was like, who is this character? And why have we never seen him before? And then... He proved really popular, and they're like, oh, okay, maybe Fire Emblem, people care about that again. So, all right, we'll give it a try. So, they brought over several Fire Emblem games since then. So, if you ever played the uh, the latest Smash Brothers, one of the downloadable characters is named Corrin. Have you I, I don't I don't give a fuck about Smash Bros. You don't play Smash Bros? That's, fuck a, no. that's a surprise. Everybody loves Smash Bros. No, they don't. I don't. That's like the ult- the ultimate party game. Yeah, I don't have parties. Oh, that's right. 
I forgot. I also don't go to parties. Like the fucking coolest party I have is having a fucking D and D session. Which I have. Well, I have anyway, three of them. Yes, you do. I'm, so technically, I've, I've been, at I've least half of, those, of my week is I've, partying. I've been to one of those parties. It was a pretty good party. Yeah, but you, there wasn't. But there wasn't any Smash Bros. You guys are gonna get fucked up the next time. All right. Well, so they're a character in the latest Smash Bros. game, and they come from Fire Emblem Fates, and they are Corin, which are. That's a default name, which I picked because I'm boring. Yeah. There's minim- There's like minimal VAing in the game, so they don't usually just mention their name. And when they do, they just say like sister or brother or hey, you. They do the persona thing. Yeah. You can name your character whatever the fuck you want, but nobody will ever say it. Except in crossover games when suddenly they have a name. Yeah. Like Fire Emblem... He, he was heroes. I think it is. Yeah, I think that's it. What's it's the, the, the no, fi- fire emblem warriors. I don't know. Whatever, the, whatever the latest, uh, dynasty warriors thing is with fire emblem. They're in that too. Yeah. Which I haven't played yet. Yeah. Then all of a sudden that, instead of being like fucking butt face, McChug hole, or whatever, it's like Corin, Marth, Yunarukami. That must have been so fucking weird for them. Does they fuck like Atlas makes his fucking character and then do does all this shit with it, and then all of a sudden they're just like, hey, name him. It's like, I, I don't know, he's you. We call him you in the game, so let's just call him you. Fuck it. They're like, we did we didn't think of this. It's it's like uh it's like when they had Johnny Young Bosch like do his voice and and like the voice of another major character. Because they're like, ah, whatever. I mean, he only has a few lines. It's not like you're ever going to have to voice both of them at the same time. I was like, hey, guys, you got an anime. Oh, fuck. And then they're, and then, and then they're like, the anime came out. And he's like, oh. Well, shit. Well, no, well, no, first, it's like first Arena came out. And he's like, well, whatever. The other character's not in it. So I'm sure it won't matter. And then it says, hey, the anime came out. And he's like, oh. He's like, I guess I can't change the voice now, can I? And well, like, coxicles. Nope. So, so Fire Emblem Fates is uh, it's it's it was advertised as like two two separate games because Corin is a prince from one kingdom or a prince or princess from one kingdom, which is basically like you know feudal Japan with samurais and ninjas and Asian architecture. Nah. but but they were taken when they were young and brought to the medieval kingdom of swords and knights and stone castles and were raised there for several years by the evil king who even though they're blatantly evil most like all of the people there still respect him for some reason because i don't know he used apparently he used to be a really nice guy before the queen died wow. so they were raised as a as a member of this country's royal family by uh the the four there's there's like four Siblings, two older brothers, and uh, two sisters, one of which is younger. So, shortly after uh, the game starts, they have their first mission, where they're they're sent off and immediately captured by the the Asian kingdom, only to be told that hey, you're you're actually one of ours. You should join us. <laughs> 
and then and then two stages later the uh, the 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 night kingdom shows up and they're like no come back with us so the whole game is portrayed in a way where it's like hey do you want to go with the kingdom that raised you or the kingdom that you're born in except it's actually sold as two separate games and if you want to play the other route you have to buy it <laughs> as wow. DLC well it's it's slight it's it's slightly cheaper DLC if you have if you already have a version of the game <laughs> so yeah wow but there's actually because there's a third route which is DLC only where you start with neither of them, which I don't know what that's about because I've only played the one where you stay you stay with the uh, the Japanese kingdom, the one uh, which is called Fire Emblem Fate's Birthright, where you fight against the the blatantly evil empire as the pretty obvious good guys. Except uh, regardless of what happens, like the main character is still like a knight. With like a regular broadsword and like you know armor and cape and stuff like that, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, apparently, if if you join the evil kingdom, you get like you know black armor instead of white armor. So I don't know. So anyway, it's a a strategy game, and uh, Fire Emblem is known for, at least in the older games, if a character died and they weren't the main character. They died forever. You couldn't use that character anymore, which huh. makes it very hard if you happen if you happen to get a lot of characters killed because then you won't have enough characters to finish the game with. <laughs> this is weird. Except, well, that's that's no, no, why um, Fire Emblem. Look at some stuff about like the differences between like um, English, like the Western and Japanese releases of this game. Yeah. So on top of the petting. There was also a conversation, a support conversation in the game between male character, male avatar, and a character named Soleil. Okay. That was gay conversion therapy. That's that's a new one. Yeah, that was in the Japanese release, and it got removed in the Western release where. Apparently, a lot of the dialogue was changed. So that's not surprising. But, yeah, you know, fuck that. Jesus Christ, Japan. It's still a pretty solid. I mean, the dialogue is still hold up relatively well. It's not. It's not like uh, you know. Don't take my keck bear. It might become a police dog. <laughs> that cousin you served was very delicious. <laughs> you know, back 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 in our our old days of you know. Like actually bad translations. This guy are sick. God damn it! You're wanting, but you're wanting this. Talking about this shit for whatever reason is really making me fucking want to get another 3ds. So I can play these fucking games. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, you could. They're pretty cheap now. Not in fucking Canada. Oh, that's right. So anyway, in Fire Emblem, characters used to die forever, but ever since then, they gave you the option to turn that off. So of course, I immediately did, because I didn't know how hard the game was going to be. It's a good thing I did that, because I lose a guy in almost every stage. (laughs) So I'd be down like 10 guys by now. Because it's it's, it's like they sneak up on you, because sometimes it's like, hey, 
I'm going to attack this guy, and the guy like immediately kills you. Yeah. Like all twenty, all twenty hit points are gone at once. There, there's this thing where like you know certain weapons are strong against others, so like swords are strong against lances or or what? I don't know. There's there's swords, lances, axes, and bows and arrows, and uh, then there's an equivalent for the the other side, which the the Japanese side has katanas, naginatas. Bows, which are kind of the same, and uh, clubs instead of axes. Wow. So I don't know. There's like this whole weapon. Like if if you if you attack someone and you're equipped with a weapon that is not strong against them, like you'll do less damage or and or miss, and they'll do more damage to you. So sometimes they catch you by surprise when they're like, "Hey, I've got something you're you're weak against, and I can immediately one shot you, and you weren't paying attention, and I wasn't paying attention." So, okay, and yeah. Just while we were talking, I'm looking it up. Um, a used 3ds XL with one game, minimum one hundred and fifty dollars. And that's I mean, used. that's I think that's that's used. I mean, that's still cheaper than a new one. I think. What's the game? Uh, some kind of fucking weird farming thing. Oh, so it's something you'll immediately throw in the garbage. Yeah, or sell to my fucking local game retailer for three dollars. Oh, that's right. You have one of those. Yeah. Meanwhile, let's look up prices of other things. So, oh, this is fucking weird. The Snooper, the Super SNES edition of the fucking 3DS XL on Amazon is actually worth less than the standard black version of the 3DS XL. How come? I don't know. It's just fucking this fucking Super Nintendo edition, the Super Nintendo fucking version of the fucking 3DS that everybody that you would assume was be some kind of fucking collector's item is about $14 less. It's just fucking weird, dude. Maybe you should buy it while you still have the chance. I it's still $200. Oster and that's on American. You never Amazon. know. One, one day you might find a Vita that's fifty dollars. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna get a deal that good again. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, I, up, I think. Yeah. Meanwhile, up here in Canada, a new 3DS XL, like a brand new one, uh, same thing, like the 3DS uh, fucking SNES version, two hundred and forty dollars. While the just regular old fucking like- 3DS XL black. Is fucking two hundred and seventy dollars. I'm gonna say, is, is that the enhanced version, which only works for like two games? I think. No, it's just that this is the same version in both American and on this on the same websites. Fucking American US, this is the same fucking thing. I mean, is that the original 3DS or the the enhanced version? It is one? the new 3DS XL, the standard by which they are selling the console. Okay, so that's the 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 new one, I guess. The better one. I don't know. I still yeah. have the original one that I bought a couple of years ago, but yeah. But the then they also have the new only- 2DS XL. Ah, uh, yes. Which is also two hundred dollars. I mean, that's about what I bought this for. But yeah, I don't fucking know, man. 
Anyway, keep looking. Maybe you'll maybe you'll find a better deal. Yeah, I will. So anyway, so I'm I'm helping Corin uh, fight her her uh, her adopted uh, family with her new family that she'd never met before, but decided she was going to side with them. And also, she turns into a dragon. What? Yeah, that was a weird thing. Also, like because she gets there and like. She meets her her mother in the the Asian kingdom, and she's like, "Wow, I'm so happy!" And then the other kingdom attacks and blows up the place and kills her mother. And she goes roar and turns into a dragon for some reason. Does she turn into an Asian dragon or a European dragon? Uh, I think it's European. Does it have wings? No, I don't think it does. Okay, that might be it's an Asian like dragon. A, I don't know. Let me let me look for a picture. Because apparently in, in Smash Brothers, this character's thing is like it can turn parts of their body into a dragon. I've never played as Corn in Smash Brothers, so I don't know. So, uh, but yes, they're they're part dragon for some reason. Okay, every image I'm finding of a dragon looks like a deer with wings. Okay, it does have wings. That's weird. I don't use the form much. I guess I forgot what it looked like. Okay, so. Neither, so, neither yeah, European a, or Asian, just a fucking deer with wings. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty. It was. It is pretty weird looking. It's like it's not your average dragon. Well, hey, boo boo. But yeah, just like that. Yeah, totally. Got so a anyway, tie, got a so hat after this, tie, and his so necktie. This, his necktie fucking set the standard for animation for the next twenty years. Oh yeah. So they have a dragon form, so if where if you equip a certain weapon, like you'll turn into a dragon for your you know, regular attack. But I don't use it much because I just don't. No, that's fair. Yeah, and also you get a special ability where occasionally you'll get a critical where like they'll just turn their hand into a dragon claw kind of thing. Uh uh-huh. I don't know. In Smash Brothers they did this thing where like they can turn their hands into dragon mouths that breathe fire, but I haven't seen anything like that. So this might be a weird question. Yes. But gameplay-wise, is it anything like yeah. the PSP game Jean d'Arc? I never played that one. Okay. What is that game like? Uh, it is a turn-based tactical RPG where, like, every turn your allies and enemies get to move, like, a certain number of squares, and then they can do, like, an attack action and stuff. Yep. That's just, like, Super Robot Wars and... Final Fantasy Tactics, that's how most of those types of games work. And yes, okay. Fire Emblem is the same way. That is the only one of those types of games I've played. Okay. The fucking well, I mean, they're PSP all game. It's, it's like a cut. It's, 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 it's a weird combination of like, because in Final Fantasy Tactics, like every character gets their turn like whenever according to how their speed stat works. So, like, you know, enemies and allies get various turns depending on how fast they are. Whereas in Fire Emblem and Super Robot Wars, like, all the allies get their turn, then all the enemies get their turn. And then all the allies get their turn, and, and so forth. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like that, except in Super Robot Wars, like, every unit has a variety of actions where, like, in the uh, Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy Tactics, you know, it's like, you can use an item or... You know, you can attack with your weapon, or you can cast a spell. 
Man, this oh, game the is Fire so Emblem ca- casting a spell as like weird. items. So, so it's anyway, it's like a combination of the two. So I felt I fell in step and figured out what to do pretty quickly. Although I still got a lot of characters killed because sometimes it t- took me by surprise, or sometimes the enemies just hit really, really hard. Yeah, that's the that's the problem with RNG stuff. Just every once in a while, just whoops! I got a fucking critical and dealt five hundred yeah. damage to your fucking main character. And I'm a fucking. And if goblin. the main character dies, if the if the main character dies, you lose. But that's you know usually how those. Yeah, that's work. RPGs. Yeah. As well, the story. It's not like you're dead. Wars, so fuck it. Where there's you know like one character that's ridiculously there's there's no Edeon in this game that like can hit the whole map with with one attack. At least as far as I know, but probably not. Yeah. So anyway, I'm st- I'm still working on it, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty fun. Although it's it's a lot what I expected. I uh, um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So um, and there's there's relationships between the characters, and like if you get them to like level, there's like you know, I think four levels, or there's I think there's three levels and four levels if if. There are possible romantic pairing, and if you get to the if you uh, complete the romantic pairing, then the characters will get married and have a kid. Yeah, and then the, the kid will join your army because the kid was inexplicably taken to some kind of alternate zone where they grew up to like young teenage years while the game is still going on. <laughs> which, if that sounds really weird, it's because the previous Fire Emblem game, which was Fire Emblem Awakening had a mechanic where people were coming in for the future. And uh, that, that's where the kid thing came from. And I guess they wanted to keep that, but they weren't using the come from the future mechanic anymore, so they just kind of came up with this thing. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. So, so if, if you pair two characters up and there's a, a kid, because not all the characters can have a kid character, then uh, then you get, a, you get to do a special mission where you go to this weird alternate zone to find the kid doing something and you get to recruit them to your army. And the, the, the kid uh, inherits like, like if, uh, if corn has a child, then uh, they're also a dragon. <laughs> Cause you know, dragon is hereditary. Yeah. Well, no, a lot of, Abilities are hereditary because there's there's like classes and stuff. So like if you uh, if the the kid will can I think it starts with one class from one of the parents and it can reclass into the other character's class unless it's something that they're not compatible with. Yeah. So because that's that's another thing. Like if you marry a character or become best friends with the character, then you can reclass their class unless it's like. A female character only class, in which case you can't. But you know, I haven't really, I haven't really needed to mess with classes too much because the default stuff is working well enough. Like when you get Corn to level ten, you can like upgrade her class to uh, the point where she gets better armor and uh, can equip like one extra weapon or something like that. She gets like a healing staff. Apparently, if you're playing as the other game, then then 
they become more offensive because they're working for the evil empire. Okay. So, and they said that I've read that the, the other version of the game, which is called conquest is harder because there's no extra missions where you can like gain levels because one of the things fire Emblem was known for is that, you know, if, if you didn't level your characters evenly, then you can run into a problem later on. If you had to use a character that was underleveled, unlike, uh, you know, because in Final Fantasy Tactics, you can always do a random battle to level characters up. And you can do that in the version of Fates I'm playing now, but you can't do that in some others. So that's why I played this one first. Okay. And uh, after a while, I realized that, that my, my the version of Corn I created was Weiss from Ruby. <laughs> like, li- literally, same scar... Same color hair, same side ponytail, same build. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I, apparently, either it was subconscious or I just happened to not notice. But all of a sudden, I was like, "Why does this character look like Weiss from Ruby in plate armor?" Oh, that's because it does. <laughs> like you know, decoration side ponytail with decoration in her hair. I even gave her a scar on the right side. Does the so can you like customize the was that something you could customize like you could actually customize the look of your main character? Oh yeah, you can customize them a little. Like, you know, hairstyle, hair color, like okay. Va- vague age. Wasn't expecting that. Like you you can either yeah, like you can you can ba- like you could basically make them so that, like they either look like a young teenager, an older teenager or like they're 20. Uh-huh. And then you can change their build and their their gender, obviously. Like, you can either be a male corn or a female corn. I picked female because I usually make the player characters female. Yeah, same here. It's kind of more interesting for the game. Well, yeah. Or so I don't try... I, I, so I don't self-insert... Yeah, that I too. Self-insert into, I, I don't self-insert into female characters. That sounds dirty. I know. <laughs> like I know what you mean, but just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh. Well, I, I played. I when I played Persona Three Portable, and I picked a female, and I named the female my name because it's there can be Alex's that are female. Yeah, and like. Every every time it came up, it was just like it was just weird. <laughs> whenever they talk, whenever whenever like when, whenever like they they talked about dialogue that indicated that it was female, I was just like, "Wow, this is making me feel really weird." Hmm. It's like, like what? It's like what? It's like what kind of outfit are you going to wear? And I was like, "Oh, I don't know, t-shirt oh, and jeans." Is, this is weird. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is weird. Okay, you can't wear that. It doesn't match your shoes. Uh, anyway, yes. So I'm still working on that with my my Weiss character. Yeah, with the Weiss noticed After I, I only I only know I only yeah I only noticed like after ten chapters in that I had created Weiss again somehow. 
Wait, did you Weiss change? Wait, did you change by, uh, her and then turn her back into Weiss accidentally? No, that was just that was just the default character I picked, or the the appearance I picked. I don't think you can change their appearance after uh, you start playing. Okay, not a whole lot of cosmetic surgery so, yeah, places so, around here. Yes, yeah, so no, so it's Weiss in armor, voiced by Artemis from Young Justice. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of great. Yeah. Man. Coming for Young Justice Season 3. When is that coming out? Uh, like 2018, I think. No. Yeah, but it is coming to Warner Brothers' new exclusive streaming platform. Oh, really? So I'm pardoning that shit. Of course. Yes, it's coming out in 2018 uh, for 26 episodes on DC's new digital platform. Yeah. Ugh, fucking Christ. Anyway. But hey, just the fact that it's back, back at all is, you know... Improbable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, I guess enough people screamed loud enough that that DC was like the Warner Bros. Was like, all right, fine, fuck. We're gonna pay for it, you fuckers. The Cartoon Network had to give up their, you know, Teen Titans Go only channel. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that show was fucking terrible. I know. Anyway, anything else you've been playing? Uh, nope, not the uh, that I'm going to talk about right now. All righty then. So, that's what we're playing. Then time. on to news. So first up, the biggest thing to happen in the last couple fucking weeks. Talk about Battlefront Two. So yeah, this is a fucking nightmare. So, uh, Alex, you've been following this story? I did, or like, but it's heard late about it? and I can't. See. I've heard about it, but it's late and I can't, I, I can't remember right now. Refresh me. All right. So, loot boxes. They're a big thing now. Oh, right, right, right. Well, wasn't it like you have, to pl- you have to play like for several hours to unlock any of the regular characters? Uh, several days. Several days. Oh, wow. Okay. That's even worse. Yeah, so I will just kind of go through. I will go through like this. Like Kotaku has this big breakdown of it that I'll just using that using as reference to go kind of go through this. So Battlefront Two uh, goes into open beta, and um, as you're playing the thing, um, there are there are star cards. And star cards are something that they brought over, I believe, from the previous Battlefront game, where it gives players like passive bonuses and new abilities and stuff in multiplayer. Okay. And those came in loot boxes. Yeah, and so and so with those loot boxes, um there were four different levels of rarity, uh, with epic cards also being available in loot boxes. And those loot boxes could be purchased either using in game currency or just by buying it. You could just pay real money and fucking get the game. You get the thing, just fucking whatever. 
Uh, shortly after that beta started out, um, EA said, like, hey, you can't get epic tier star cards in loot boxes and stuff. And they went on to do, like, for some more clarification stuff, um, removing epic loot from crates altogether. Uh, it then it then became playable in a pre-release trial period for EA subs- for EA Access subscribers, where it showed where it showed like the whole thing of like hey you can fucking get you can purchase loot boxes for real money, and there were two main there were, like two main currencies credits and crystals. Credits earned through you you earn through playing, crystals you buy with real money. If you get duplicate cards, you can pay them. You can exchange them in for credits, which can be used to buy heroes in the game. You can also get credits and scrap from that, that and scrap is used to make new star cards. You can get that from loot boxes, which again is you can just spend money, spend real money to get a statistical real advantage in this fucking game. Uh, after people start playing it for a while, uh, they noticed that unlocking iconic characters like Luke Skywalker um, using fucking in-game credits. Would cost upwards of like sixty thousand credits sometimes, and uh, according to people, EA. yeah, and according to people on Reddit, it would take two full days of grinding to unable to be able to get those credits to unlock that character. And the credits are also available in loot boxes, so people, so it seemed to people that that uh, fucking the developers were like, hey, I just fucking like go buy things, give us money, and you'll have to fucking grind for two days. Give us more money, and we'll give you stuff that should be in the game for free. Yeah. A representative for EA um, responded to the people's con- concerns about this on Reddit by saying, The intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment from unlocking different heroes. We selected individual ba- values based upon data from the open beta and other adjustments made to milestone rewards before launch. Among other things, we're looking at average per player credit earn rates on a daily basis. And we'll be making constant adjustments to ensure that players have challenges that are compelling, rewarding, and of course attainable via gameplay. That sounds so fake. At time of recording, that post is the most downvoted comment in the history of Reddit at negative seven hundred at negative six hundred and seventy-five thousand points. Jeez. So, I think the worst day, I've ever gotten is negative nine. Yeah, like next day, um, EA lowers the cost of some of their of uh, certain of some of their heroes. Luke goes from like sixty thousand to fifteen thousand. At that same time, the number of credits awarded at the end of single player campaign is reduced from twenty thousand to five thousand. Uh, people assumed that, like this was so like nothing oh, changed. Yeah, people assumed that this was like a big fucking thing, but then. Yeah, people see this as like, oh, fucking, they're just gonna, it's like reduced everything, so it just doesn't even fucking matter. Zero sum game. Uh, it wasn't really the case, but people bought into that because fucking social media. From there, some developers began fucking get, getting death threats. Because, of course. And then shor- Star Wars is serious business. Yeah, and then shortly after all this began, shortly after all this happened, uh, the Belgian Gaming Commission reportedly started investigating uh, Battlefront 2's loot boxes to see if they're gambling. Because the game is rated Peggy Twelve over in Belgium, which would mean this is a this is a gambling marketed towards children. 
getting into getting in uh, more recently on seventeenth, uh, EA removed microtransactions wholesale just hours before the game was actually set to launch. It didn't actually remove the loot boxes. You can't. You just can't buy crystals. So yeah, the problem is still there. It's just the it's just the EA solution of give us real money just isn't there anymore. Yeah, they're just like, oh well, there now now you can't accuse us of trying to rip you off for real money now, can you? Yeah, the Wall Street Journal um, reported that this decision came, was made after Jimmy Pataro, the head of interactive media and consumer products at Disney, sent a message to EA saying that he was pissed off about the fucking controversy. Well, yeah, they don't like it when uh, Disney doesn't like it when people are mad at them. Yeah, no, it's fucking stupid. Anyway, uh, then the, the next day, um, a representative from Lucasfilm uh, talked to the Washington Post, saying, quote, Star Wars has always been about the fans, and whether it's Battlefront or any other Star Wars experience, they come first. That's why we support EA's decision to temporarily remove in-game, pay- in-game payments to address fan concerns. Did they re- I guess they don't realize that's not the problem, then. Yeah, no, the problem is... Way bigger than that. And then also, earlier today, the Belgian Gaming Commission decided that Battlefront 2's loot boxes are gambling. Awesome. Yeah. This gonna be good. Let me get my popcorn. Yeah, yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so according to PC Gamer and VTMN News, or whatever you pronounce that, uh, the commission decided that um, this decided that inserting randomized pay-to-win schemes into video games is the equivalent to mixing money and addiction, and thus is a form of gambling like video slot machines. I applaud this. Uh, the Minister of Justice in Belgium, uh, Kion Gins, I'm butchering your name and I'm sorry, Added, quote, mixing gambling and gaming, especially at a young age, is dangerous for the mental health of the child. He noted that Belgium is as would have to work through um, the European Union's process to achieve a total actual ban of the game. Which is kind of what they want, but like, yeah, that's kind of a big fucking deal. Man, I didn't know the Belgians were, I have a whole... New respect for Belgians now. <laughs> I didn't know they were that hardcore. Uh, Taking a stand and sticking it to EA, all right. Yeah, fuck them. EA is terrible. <laughs> I was going to say, when LucasArts was like, we want the best for the fans, I'm like, you probably shouldn't have sent it to EA then. Yeah. And actually, speaking of sticking it to EA, CD Projekt Red gained like a huge amount of respect for people from people uh that that didn't previously have respect for them with a fucking tweet so so they have a new game coming out soon called Cyberpunk 2077 they've been working on it for a while now Seed Project Red for those who don't know they're they're the developers of the Witcher franchise they did all three Witcher games games that have a huge amount of like post-release content and that people fucking love So, yeah, uh, around, so, 
while talking about this fucking game, um, one person for CD Projekt Red uh, was considering a games of service model for Cyberpunk 2077, uh, and and it was part as part of their drive to make the game more commercially significant. This was a this was a part of like an interview or something tweeted out by Pretty Good Gaming, and then CD Projekt Red responded to them saying, "Quote: Worry not." When thinking Cyberpunk 2077, think nothing less than The Witcher 3. Huge single-player, open-world, story-driven RPG. No hidden catch, you get what you pay for. No bullshit, just honest gaming like with Wild Hunt. We leave the greed to others. And yeah, that that fucking burn was was everybody just going like, Oh shit, CD Projekt Red, you're dope. I will never play wow. your games, but like, good on you, dude. Yeah, man. Just oh, fucking. EA, will you, will you, ever, will you never learn? No, they won't. No, they won't. If they did, we'd have we'd have one less person to make fun of on the internet. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so Steam has announced recently that they're making some changes to their user review systems in order to try to deal with review bombs. Which, for those that don't know, are when a band of users group together, or a group of users band together, uh, to just find a game that they do not like, or a game they really like, and and just like fucking spam review, spam review that fucking game so that e- so it's either so it either has a way lower rating than they want, or a rate like a way lower rating than everybody else thinks they should have, or a way higher rating than everybody thinks it should have. You see shit like this on like Metacritic and stuff. Like a game comes out and somebody's and a bunch of people are like, yeah, this game's great, but then everybody in the fucking audience is like, no, fuck you. We want to reduce this. We don't want to reduce this meta score to like five or something because like get fucked. But yeah, Steam is a new system in place to kind of help deal with that. Um, Steam said of their new system, our system will use a new method of calculating the helpful reviews of the helpfulness of each review, taking into account the users that are trying to manipulate the system. Ratings from users that follow normal patterns of rating will continue to be counted the same way that they have, whereas accounts that rate an excessive number of reviews on an individual game will will see the weight of each individual rating count for less and less. Basically, using a statistical algorithm that monitors how people fucking review games on Steam and using that to hunt for trolls. Yeah, like uh, uh like Valve said previously of the problem, um, of the 11 million people that have used the helpful buttons, which is like at the end of a review, it says, hey, was this review helpful? Yes, no, or funny. You click one and then it should, and then that should like drop the review or drop the review in the queue or raise the review in the queue. Most follow a reasonable pattern of usage. Typical players rate a few reviewers re- reviews as helpful or, or unhelpful while deciding whether to make a purchase. However, we found a small set of users on the far extreme that are clearly trying to accomplish something quite different from the normal players and are rating more than 10,000 reviews as helpful or unhelpful on a single game. This behavior is not only humanly impossible, but definitely not a thoughtful indication of how helpful each of those reviews were. So yeah. That's happening. Okay, then. Uh, 
I don't know. Just the whole fucking concept of review bombing is weird to me. Like, we better make sure this game gets terrible reviews. That'll show them. It's like, oh, people are really liking this game, but we don't like it. So fuck their opinions. Stop liking what I don't like. You fuckers, your fun is wrong. <laughs> eh, anyway. Moving on. EA, coming back around to EA, is buying Respawn, the developers of the Titanfall franchise. Oh, great. Yeah, they bought well, them for over $400 million. Well, it was nice knowing you, Titanfall. Yeah, so they purchased these guys just a couple of weeks after shuttering Visceral Games. And yeah, this is this is strange, and I'm really scared for them. Yeah, so according to various sources, um, EA outbid the South Korean developer Nexon, which publishes the Titanfall mobile game, and also had made an offer to buy Respawn. Um, and EA had 30 days to match the offer, and which they did, with, with an offer of 455 million dollars. Yeah, I don't. I, this it's over for them. Basically, yeah. Like, like EA will keep them around for a little while, and then once they make like one game that doesn't meet their fucking retarded expectations, just shut them the fuck down. Ah, it's fucking terrible. Anywho, final piece of news. Capcom has announced that there will be a new Ace Attorney game coming to the Nintendo Switch in the fiscal 2018 year. Which pretty much means that the 3DS is not going to last much longer. Nope. Pretty soon I'll be able to get it for a Switch. Yep. Next year is probably going to be its last year. Yeah. Remember when when Nintendo said that that the Switch wasn't meant to replace the 3DS? Yeah, well, either they're lying or another handheld's coming out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Capcom COO. So this was um, kind of revealed uh, from by Capcom CE by Capcom COO um, Haruhiro Sujiro, uh, who recently spoke with the Japanese industry site Gigi. So. Um, in the interview, uh, he said, uh, it will, from court records, this website that fucking did this, Capcom CEO, Capcom CEO, COO, Sujiro, in, a, in the interview with Gigi on the 10th, revealed that the company is already developing new titles to release on the Nintendo Switch in the fiscal year 2018, such as Ace Attorney and other series that are popular inside and outside Japan. Yeah, that's coming. I... I really just want them to release like all the fucking games that they didn't release over here for Ace Attorney, like that fucking weird, that weird Sherlock Holmes game, like the one set in the Meiji era about fucking Phoenix Wright's grandpa or something. 
I never even heard of that one. Yeah, th- yeah. There's a fucking game where you what were like, like fucking an ancestor of goddamn Phoenix Wrights, fucking worked a case with Sherlock Holmes and his assistant, the eleven year old girl Watson. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, come on. I wonder why they didn't release that one. Yeah, I have no idea why. Was it on the DS? Uh, yeah. Or 3DS, I think. Uh, maybe it was like... Oh, my gosh. Uh, Let me double check. See if it was on, if it was on the, D- the DS, maybe it like, came out too late for them to think it was worth bothering with. Nope, 3DS. Came out in 2015. Okay, then I don't know why they didn't bring it over. And then it was released on Android maybe and iOS f- August of this year. Maybe they figured a girl Watson would offend somebody. Dude, a Jap... Dude, fucking... Any Watson that isn't just fucking fat man with mustache Watson would offend somebody. Exactly. They also didn't release fucking Ace Turdy Investigations 2. I think the first one didn't sell that great. It did not. I don't think the second one sold that well either. Huh. But, like, fuck it, man. They're still fucking games. They're still good. I might just be fucking biased because Ace Attorney is one of my fucking favorite video game franchises of all time. No, I mean, I mean, if the game's not selling, they're probably not going to bother. Because, you know. Yeah, but like, even if the game were selling, they the wouldn't game. necessarily bring these fuckers over. That's true. Because, like, this is... While, they, while it is not Nintendo, it's still Nintendo. And they are like retarded from when from for fucking important games over here. Yeah. Anyway, those for news. New releases wise this week, we got a bunch of fucking nothing. I'm gonna say I was just checking the new releases. I like nothing at all. Yeah, and then next week, not, not more nothing. Not a thing. Let's count the Blade Chronicles the next two. Two weeks. Yeah, Zelda Blade Chronicles that? two that was available. Out? Oh, yeah, next Friday. On what? On what the? The Nintendo Switch. Huh? I don't see that. I don't see that listed. Huh? Oh yeah. Man, I want to okay, get a too Switch. Bad I never played Zelda Blade. Too bad I never played Xenoblade Chronicles 1 because I didn't have a Wii U. Yeah, who the fuck? Nobody fucking did. But based on. Too, the, well, actually. But based on, like, the description about this thing, it'll be like a Final Fantasy sequel. Just, like, similar mechanics and stuff, but new world, new characters, new everything. I mean, I've, I've followed Xeno since Xeno Gears, but. Uh... Ever since they went to the Nintendo systems that I didn't have, I had to stop. <laughs> so the last one I played was Xenosaga. I mean, it's this, the, the guy has basically been trying to like tell his story, but he keeps uh, they keep canceling his series, and he keeps like subtly restarting it like, hey, at a different on, point with like slightly different characters. So like he can write around the copyright problems, you know, because all this, like the Xenogears characters are copyrighted to Square Enix, so. He's like, sorry, I'll make Xenosaga with slightly different characters. <laughs> I'll make Xenoblade with slightly different characters. 
Well, yeah. at, at Xenoblade at this point, at this point he he's had to change so much to write around the copyrights. It looks totally different. But yeah, I fucking want to. I fucking want to switch. I want one so goddamn bad. And they're well, relatively reasonably, reasonably priced right now. At least in Canada, four hundred bucks. And if you want to get it with the game, That's it's four hundred and seventy bucks. That's about what it is over here too. Eh, maybe when uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five comes out. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> anyway, that's gonna do it for this week. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back two weeks time with them. Start the DestroBrods.com video games podcast. Now and then, though, we got shit coming out. I don't fucking know. Stuff. Dylan, I'm dead. And Alex. We will see you guys next time.